Welcome to this edition of At The Mic. I'm your host, Keith Malinak. My friend Kate Hyde joins us today, and she tells stories from her memorable life coming up. First, let's talk about one of my most favorite coffees ever from my favorite coffee brewer ever. That's the Calvin Coolidge blend from American Pride Roasters Coffee. The Calvin Coolidge blend was my first love at APRCoffee.com. It features a perfect mix of both the lighter and darker roasts. It's uh, smooth yet bold. I'm telling you, it is the perfect blend. The Silent Cow Named for Calvin Coolidge over at APRCoffee.com. Right now, they're selling a three-pound box of it. In the spirit of his plan to lessen the financial burdens on fellow Americans, it's on sale for $40. And you know that Calvin Coolidge, he got that nickname Silent Cow because it was so difficult to get him to speak. He was a man of few words. He was a man of action. One memorable story from during Calvin Coolidge's presidency was there was a socialite uh, and she sat next to him at a White House function. She told him that she had made a bet with her friend that she could get him to say more than two words. His response, you lose. (laughs) Calvin Coolidge was so awesome. And the coffee that's named after him is two. If you use promo code ATM, that stands for at the mic, when you go to checkout, you're going to get 10% off your purchase. Head over to APRCoffee.com, use offer code ATM, stands for at the mic, put that in the promo code section at checkout, and you'll get that 10% off your purchase. APRCoffee.com. You're listening to At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. Kate Hyde is my guest this week on At The Mic. Kate's going to tell us about her interesting life, which includes a harrowing bus ride up near New York. There's a critter that took up residence in her home, and she still lets it live there with her today. And I thought I was the only one who could injure themselves in crazy ways. No, she has a story. That's coming up right now on At The Mic. Joined today by Kate Hyde who is visiting Dallas, and I appreciate you making time on your uh, stay here. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to this. Absolutely. I think I invited you a long time ago, and so when you told me out of the blue you were going to be in town, I thought, yes, let's get this thing recorded. That'd be awesome. So thank you for filing that away in your memory bank. You told me either let's do it remotely or the next time you're in Dallas, and I said, I know by the way things are going right now, there's a better chance I'll get to Dallas before I can get a setup going and sit there long enough or make a plan. So I'm really glad that I made it here. Well, and thank you because (laughs) I have such a nightmare ordeal every time I try to do something remote. So hopefully this audio isn't terrible like previous episodes. Sorry, y'all. Okay, let's start at the beginning. Long Island, New York. That's where you were born. Yes. That's where you grew up. Yes. What's life like on the island? Um, it's lovely. I really, that was, I don't have any regrets about growing up there. I think it's a lovely place to grow up. I had access to the city. Um, so I was there all the time. I had a lot of culture. It was, it's beautiful. But Long Island is interesting though, because you basically have every faction of living out there. You have places that look like you're in the middle of a city. You have places that look like you're in the middle of nowhere, rural. Mm. There's nothing for miles. You have uh, places that are, you know, packed in, but super suburbia. You have the beautiful beaches out, you know, out East Long Island. You just have so many parts. So when you're from Long Island, it's really a different experience all around. And that experience can change within 
um, you know, one street line. There's there's my one of my favorite places to go is there's there's one street line just south of me that you change neighborhoods and you know it on this street just you drive you cross that street and it's an entirely different world and it's just it's fascinating how all on that island you can you know see so many differences but it's but it's beautiful i love it it was a great place to grow up and i don't think it's a great place to be now how often are you up there still i so i just recently moved out of there so you lived there for your entire life then yeah so i basically kept that home my my wow parents are still there my grandma's there my uncle's there you know I still have family there um but you know and I was bouncing back and forth and I never really committed to anywhere else I went off to school then I went off to different cities I lived and I traveled a lot so it was really nice to have that be my home base close to my parents and the whole thing luckily I got out of there just (laughs) before COVID Mm. and thank God I did because it was an entirely different experience you know I, I they're still locked down there I've only been there you know a handful of times in the past year maybe two or three times just for a day at a time. And it's just, it's it's really, really devastating um, what has happened there. And again, I live, it's a, it's a beautiful place where I live. It's a beautiful community. I'm not really complaining about that, but when you see just the politics of New York mm. and the crime before, um, before COVID, crime was getting really bad in the city. It was getting, I'd never lived in fear of walking around the city by myself or taking a subway or being there any time of night really right. you know you know the bad areas you know the good areas and it's fine and safe but yeah that changed that changed before covid and then what i've seen from afar and the few times i've been there it's just it's it doesn't have there's really no benefit to being there yeah yeah and do you care to tell everyone where you have moved to i think everyone in the world could guess where does anyone from new york go florida you are so <laughs> accurate on that that is that used to be the general rule before COVID and now it's even more so. Exactly. And that's the thing is that, I mean, half my family's down in Florida. That's, that's the reason I'm going. It's because they've made the move and my parents are down there half the year. And, you know, so it's really, that's, I, I hate to follow the trend there, but it really does Mm -hmm. make the most sense. And especially now, you know, I, a year ago, I would have never told you I would have been committing to moving South. Now it's, there's no question. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear it often. Mm-hmm. So before we go any further, people have to stop what they're doing right now and they have to get to your Twitter page, which is Kate Hyde NY. So Kate Hyde NY. And you should probably change that to Kate Hyde FL. Uh, yeah, I'm just maybe, saying. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. So anyway, <laughs> I love it's like the greatest tweet of all time pinned to the top of your page. You've had it up there for almost four years now. And it's just a video from a drone that you're controlling, right? Yes. And, and then, and you steer it. This is, this is, there is no question that I would do this. <laughs> I injure myself in the most ridiculous ways. And this video is priceless because it's, it's, it's the video that the drone takes flying right into your face. Yeah. And I'm looking at my cell phone. It was a brand new drone. I just got, I was so excited. It was really cold out. You can see I'm in a full coat, but I just, I wanted to fly this drone so bad and it's controlled by my iPhone. I'm so excited about it. I'm looking down at the iPhone, trying to look at where it's going. And as I see it, just zoom in on my head more and more. I go, Oh, that's happening. And then when I look up, it's right there. I dodged it. It didn't hurt. And it's, it's a drone with a cage and it's the only drone I've ever seen that has a cage. Oh wow! Yeah. It has a cage around it. So it basically makes it where you, 
you can't get eaten by the propellers. Oh my gosh, and I didn't even think of that. I don't know if I did that intentionally, but oh. I was really lucky by that, that it basically just grazed my head. Because I of didn't it. even think of that because my son has a drone, and you're right, they've got those little spinny blades of death on yeah. the propellers there. I didn't even think of that. Oh my gosh, I mean, that could have been even worse. Yeah, it's a really cool drone. It folds up like a book and it has a cage around it. Okay. I'd recommend it for anyone. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, over well over half a million views at this point and it needs well over half a million more because it is, I can't stop watching it right now while we're talking. <laughs> uh, okay, you're the youngest of four girls, right? Yes. Okay. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> She just handed me back my pen. I, I'm very <laughs> demonstrative when pencil. I talk. And so <laughs> what the drone did to you, I nearly did to you with a pencil that I'm just kind of slinging around. And that thing's very sharp. Yeah, I need the cage on I'm it. I'm just going <laughs> to sit it there on the desk. So you're the youngest of four girls. Yes. Your poor father. Yeah, everyone says that. But, um, <laughs> you know, I never heard him complain about it. And I think he enjoyed it. And I don't mean all. that in yeah. like, oh, your poor father didn't have a son. I meant like, oh my gosh, were the guns kept clean. Right. Because yeah. what, what's the age, like, um, what's the, who's, how far out is the oldest from you? The oldest is 11 years older than I am. That poor man. <laughs> I mean, he just never got a break the teenage years. Right. And he still doesn't get a break. I still come all the time for help. You know, what am I, what am I doing? How do I do my taxes? Am I sending the right form in? <laughs> right. You know, but no, he, um, he never complained. And my parents are both wonderful and, and we got along really well. So I think that helps. I know That's that, cool. that, that can be really difficult if yeah. girls don't get along, but no, there was a good stretch of ages and we all got along. So That's he really can't cool. complain. I'm going to tell you, I, I sent out this email and I ask all sorts of questions, you know, conversation starters and. I love this. You, the, I was so clueless. Let me tell you what I thought you did for a living. Mm -hmm. And then I'll tell everyone what you actually do for a living. Why forever have I been under the impression that you were like in public relations or, or you book guests on talk shows? I don't know why I thought that about you. So when I get the email back and it says, briefly explain your job, stock trader, I had no clue. Why didn't I know this? No one knows it. It's, it's not really something, you know, I don't care to discuss it. It definitely is not. Uh -oh. I mean, well, you now's the time. Well, <laughs> I just mean, you know, it's not something I care to plaster on my Twitter bio. It's, it's not a secret, but it doesn't involve anything really. I think the first time I ever spoke about it publicly that I'd been doing it for at least the past, however, eight years or so, um, I was on a podcast right after... GameStop happened. Oh, wow. So my friend brought me on to talk about that just because, you know, he's like, well, you know something. I'm like, I really don't, but that's okay. I'll come on. <laughs> that GameStop stuff was fascinating. Is, all right, just just between you and me, what's the next GameStop? I don't know, and I don't care to know, and I'll never, I'll never guess. Seriously? Yeah. I, you can't catch me following any sort of trend. I love to watch it. It's yeah. cute to watch, but... Yeah, I'll show you my stocks later, Great. so you can... Uh, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be fun. You can admonish me, because <laughs> there may or may not be a couple of GameStop-esque picks in there. Go for it. There's nothing wrong with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. wrong with it. It really... Geography doesn't really matter where no. you are as far as being a stock trader, right? You don't have to, you weren't working on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange, I would imagine. No, and that's what's really beautiful is that it's it's all remote and I've always worked from home and anything that I've done, you know, I've been able to do because it, it's given me such flexibility. 
that's where it was fun last year when all these people were kind of working from home for the first time. Like, I got to get used to this. I was like, I can help. What uh-huh. do you, you know, I can help you get used to it. It's really fun. It's really great. You get to take advantage of like walking outside in the middle of the day, you know, um, just little things like that. Right. But I love stock trading just because I, I can't tell you why. I can't explain it. I just love it. My dad has done it um, for decades and that's how I got into it and he always told me the story of you know when I first started myself commission you know each trade cost Mm -hmm. about eight dollars to do and I remember he told me that is such a a blessing that is such that is such a deal I used to you know have to pay thousands of dollars to split a seat on the Philly Stock Exchange with a bunch of guys like, you know, it was it was cost so much money. I had to go there every day. It was a whole thing. He goes, now that you can work from home, eight dollars a trade is like that is that is just awesome that you can do this. You could do it on your computer, do it from home now across the board. I don't know if there's any um, brokerage that charges for commission anymore. So it it went from eight to five. Now it's zero. So now you're just on your computer wherever you are trading when that was I mean, you couldn't even imagine doing that decades ago. And I just think that that is the coolest thing to do. And the accessibility to it is something that um, I love. I love that everyone's hopping in. I love that people are on Robinhood. You know, it's different than the bigger brokerages. But I I mean, what a what a cool thing to be able to do now. So how are brokers making money these days? I mean, just salary based then? A lot of it is. Is um, Is there any incentive to steer someone toward a stock that ends up doing really well? I mean, they have they have a bunch of other things going on. Okay. They're they're also making a lot of money um, when they're lending the money, you know, when um, okay. when you have a, mar- a margin account so that you're able to borrow for them. And a lot of people do take advantage of that, even if you're, you know, not doing it long term, you're not shorting. Yeah. Shorting's really trouble, but they make a lot of money just from you borrowing money. They take cuts of other things. They have a bunch of stuff going on mm-hmm. in those. You know, they also have all their sales people and their own um, mutual funds and whatnot that you know, people are all doing, yeah. they, they, they find ways yeah. to make money. Okay, good. It's <laughs> you just reminded me. I just uh, had to check Doge real quick. Yeah, the, the price of Doge. Hopefully when, 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 that, uh, when this podcast uh, loads, uh, when, when, I, when I upload this podcast, it'll be uh, well over a dollar. So uh, have you gotten into that? Yeah. Cryptocurrency? Yeah? Yes, man. Yeah. That's really fun. Yeah. That's something uh, I haven't explored. But I'm a bad gambler. I'm a... Terrible gambler. Ask my wife. Uh, there are many experiences in Vegas where <laughs> I didn't know when to quit while I was ahead. Right. And uh, walked away with uh, not a positive number, gotcha. I'll say. So so that's why with the crypto, you know, it's like, how do you time it? But it's literally, whether it's crypto, whether it's stocks, whether it's gambling on NFL Sunday. I mean, it's all gambling. Uh, yeah, you, I mean, you could. Look <laughs> oh, at it hold as, on. This as, is where the this is where the stockbroker <laughs> goes. Now, wait a minute. Let no. me tell you about stocks and how the whole market works. No, no, no. It, I'm saying you could actually you could say it's gambling. You could argue that it's not gambling. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, they argue both sides. I don't feel like it's gambling myself because I'm not gambling my money. I'm not sure. I'm not doing anything that I go. Oh boy, yeah. you know, I'm never I'm never. Do your due diligence first, you know, and make sure that you know what you're getting invested in. Sure. But even so, with every move you make, you got to kind of be under the impression of what happens if this were to tank literally in the next minute. Are you okay? Will you survive? 
are you and it's just like okay i mean i guess that's a gamble but again that's that's an extreme right yeah. but, but but i i like to a lot of people look at stock trading and they're like you mean like a day trader i'm like sure like a day trader i'm in and out multiple times a day i'm also in much longer um like swing trades i'm also in long-term trades i short-term trade as a long-term trade so basically i have long holds that i could have for years i've had you know some that i've been in for over 10 years now but alongside that i'm also trading it so i'm not really i'm trading as I would invest. I'm never like, oh, I'm going to try to. And that's why the GameStop thing is so funny to me. I don't want to put any money in GameStop. I don't know anything about it. I don't like it. I don't believe in it. Mm -hmm. It might do great things for other people. Same thing with Bed Bath & Beyond. I have people that are like, that's the best. I made so much money. That's great. That's good for you. I'm not into it. I'm not going to put. I had I remember just for fun. I put one. I bought one share of it one day just to trade along with my friends. It's a joke. (laughs) One share. And that's all I wanted to do because, you know, it's different for different people but but trading to me is not risky business when you you're really i just find it as a great way to take control of your own money you know everyone looks at their investments long term that's really awesome and and that's really important but when you can also do that short term on alongside it it's it's a really kind of uh, playing two games at once. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You're really term and short term. speeding up that process. Okay. Um, but yeah, so yeah. that's it. That's, gonna, I love it. That's cool. <laughs> so I just mentioned my wife a moment ago who says hi to you, by the way. Hi to her back. Yeah. Hi, Carrie. <laughs> she, she told me, ask her about this. I had no idea what she was talking about. I guess at some point you were doing a live stream video from an airport. It was like, ask Kate anything. And somebody asked you what your favorite smell was, and it is rain, the smell of rain. And Carrie said, tell her that's my favorite smell, too. So I hope that's accurate information. It is. (laughs) It is. It is. And I forgot that I said that. But once you remind me, I said, yeah, oh, yeah, that is. Um, And that was so funny, too, because I I haven't thought about that periscope in a while. Um, Periscope. Yeah. Is that still a thing? No, they no. they closed it. Okay, um, but that was like what three years ago now, two years, whatever it was. It was a, a while ago, okay. and I never thought anyone would ever remember that Periscope. It was nowhere to be found. There's no archive <laughs> of it. And then I come in here, and you're like, my wife wanted to remind you of that time you were bored at the airport That's and just funny. took questions from people. Like, oh That's darn it, no. But it was funny. a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I just had a lot of time to waste. But I'm glad Carrie was. That's was right. In there. See, in the South, growing up, the the rain off of the pavement in the summer was so distinct. And I don't know if I really liked it or if I didn't like it. I definitely didn't like the humidity that mm-hmm. resulted after a summer shower. But I guess summers in New York, Long Island, probably a little different than in the South. The smell of rain is different depending on where it's raining. Oh, wow. uh, that's a uh, well, I mean, if, you, if it's <laughs> raining on a, you know, on the corner of 50th and 6th, it's going to smell a little different than when you're out in the mountains and it's got a nice little dew. I worked a mile from right there. I know exactly what you mean. You know it. That banana smell and just garbage is amplified in the rain there. So that's not Yeah, and and you're jumping through it, jump through the puddles to get from corner to corner. So that's not quite the smell. Yeah, because when you're jumping puddles in New York City, you're not just trying to avoid getting your socks and shoes wet. You're trying to avoid going home with an infection. Yes. So... 
More so now. Yeah. The last time I was there, there was just a line of people with with needles uh, oh. hanging out of there. To, it was it was absurd. Uh, it's really sad. That is no thank you. So, you, I guess, was this a previous life or what? In addition to, or I guess maybe before you were a stock trader, you were also a news director. Yeah, just for a short time. Okay. Um, I worked at a military publication called American Military News. Oh. Just short. I started there. Um, I just found an ad online. I, I started writing. I was a, then I was the political edit, editor, and then I became the news director, um, and then I left. So it was a short while, but okay. it was a really interesting experience because I think it was the most serious job that I had. You know, you have to tell straight news, and it's a lot of pressure. Wow. Um, not not telling the truth in news, but but to have that sort of um, you know a lot of people are depending on you for their information and you want to make sure you get everything right and mm -hmm. when you get misinformed it's just it's oh it's a really stressful world um, and it was really hard because you know I'm, I'm always just looking to spin something to make it a little bit more fun <laughs> like why do we have to be so serious all the time but right. no it was um it was a great experience but that was it wasn't too long so I'm gonna ask a stupid question were you able to work from home to do this, or did you have to go to a military post, or, or no. where, where's that job so it based? So it was a private publication. It was really small. Oh, okay, Really gotcha. small, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was, and it was in New York City. I did go into work every day. Um, oh, wow. I could have worked from home more often than I Before did. Before it was hip to yeah. work from home. Yeah. yeah. We would do it sometimes, but even then when no one else was in the office, I'd still go in. I just kind of liked the experience, and you know, that's when it was great to be in the city, so I always wanted to end my day, be there, go out to dinner, see my friends, and whatnot. But, um... Yeah, no, that was that was an office job. Tell us something about your cat Maisie. Mm, <laughs> I could tell you everything about her. She's my best friend in the world. Aww. She's beautiful. Right. Um, but yeah, no, she I I got her about eight years ago, and she really is just my my best friend in the world. She makes me so happy. There's nothing she can't cure. She happier in Florida than New York? Well, it's funny you should ask. Uh -oh. Right now she's up in New York with my parents. Oh no. And I'm waiting to arrange the the drive to get her back over to me. There was yeah. some traveling that I had to give her like put her back with them. She I mean she is so happy at their house. So I'm Probably like, well, I'm spoiled. Oh, uh, pff, absolutely. Yeah. And her you know, my room there that's that's in their house, that's her room. You know, and even when I'm there, I'm wow. like, that's that's Maisie's room. I just sleep in it. <laughs> um, so she's totally happy. She loves my parents. There's no problem with that. But with all this traveling, I said, you know, let me just because I just moved to Florida. I just got there. So I left her up in New York. I'm going to get her down soon, but I cannot wait. So how do you again. think she'll be traveling? Because I've moved with cats before and they were all great travelers. I mean, one of the cats we've talked about on this podcast before, you know, she's made the move from across Nebraska to Atlanta to Houston to Omaha, Charleston, South Carolina, New York, New Jersey, then to Dallas. You know, she was a good traveler. Do you think Maisie's going to be that way? She's been good so far every time I've moved her in the car. I've good. brought her, I think the longest trip was maybe 12 hours. Okay. That's a long drive down I-95 waiting oh, for her. Oh, yeah. It's going to be interesting to stop and be in a hotel then put her back in the car and do that whole thing. But she's so good. Don't pay the 50 bucks. The hotel's going to say 50 bucks for your cat to spend the night here. Just sneak her in. Well, that's why if you get a motel, you get the door outside. You can sneak them in. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. And here I am. I won't even tell you some of the stuff I've done. <laughs> Carrying a cat carrier up three flights of stairs. 
two heavy cats inside. Oh, my. Blanket draped over. Looks like I just did uh, tell you uh, how I did that. Okay, so who's Newt, the uh, bathroom lizard? What so since this? I moved to Florida, this lizard just appeared in one of the bathrooms. And he's so cute. And he doesn't seem to want to leave. He found his way in there. Um because there's lizards all over. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's not a big deal. He's it, just a little guy. It's, it's kind of like that here. And when we lived in Charleston, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, the first time you see him, correct me if I'm wrong, the first time you see him, you're like, oh, my gosh, there's a lizard in the house. And then eventually it just becomes part of your life. Yeah, they're cute. They're yeah, fun. little geckos or something. Um, yeah, and I think, I don't even know what type of lizard he is. Mm-hmm. I think there's a name for that standard Florida lizard. But, um, you know, just because in theory he's kind of like a newt. He's His name is Gingrich, so he's kind of like Newt Gingrich. Um, and it's since he doesn't want to leave, I just said, okay, well, and I went to Petco. I got him some little mealworms. I feed him. I left him with a little bowl of mealworms on the way out. He's super happy. Two questions then. Yeah. He's probably eating mosquitoes in your house. You don't exactly. even realize it. That's number yes, one. Yes. And yeah. number two, is it part of you a little concerned you might step on him at some point? Maybe you get up in the middle of the night or whatever? I mean, is he just roaming around or what? He's really good at, at staying out of the way. Right. Um, and he's not afraid to come out. He seems to like it when there's noise. So if I go huh. in there and say hi, he'll pop out. Um, but that is awesome. I know. It's, it's really cool because at first I just thought it was cute. Now I'm like, wait, he really likes it here. There, it was... this. Is, there was a guy um, way back when the Spanish conquistadors were in Mexico. And... He talks about he was he was a prisoner in a in a tower, and his only friend was a white lizard that would visit him every day, and that's what kept him sane until he escaped or got out or whatever the whole thing was. Look it up. There's this Spanish guy who gets captured, and his only friend for I think years was like a white gecko or newt or something that's so cool that, that sounds pretty cool you got a little housemate there They're fun animals that yeah it's awesome okay you like to paint i do is it is it therapeutic are you good at it or is it just um are you out of boredom what are you it, well you know it's like one of those things what are your hobbies you know i don't know what my hobbies are my hobbies are just a existing every day snacking you know what are my real hobbies and so i do enjoy painting not in a way of oh i'm overwhelmed i have to paint but recently there's been a lot over the past few years there's been um just it's basically when something weird comes to my mind instead of photoshopping it sometimes i see if i can paint it Mm. um sometimes i will use it almost like a therapy like you know i just let me sit outside i'll bring paint out let's see what happens let's see what i could do but it really is more i the things that i've painted are not you know, beautiful seascapes, but Hmm. um, like for instance, there was a joke, um, there was recently a bird attack, you know, no big deal, but a bird attack in the backyard. So we said this bird was a terrorist. And so (laughs) the next week I just decided to sit down and I drew a like, a, I mean, I painted a, a terrorist bird. It's just a portrait of a bird. Did you post this online? No, 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 I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I mean, maybe I should, but it's, I don't know. it It'd was probably get you banned. Who knows? Yeah, right. That's the thing. It I want to see this though. <laughs> I'll show it to you. Okay, cool. Um, you know, so it's things like that that it's just you know I could Photoshop this or I could paint <laughs> it and make it look nice, a little regal to put on the wall and have people just go like, "What is happening here? What's you know?" So that's more. It's <laughs> it's actually more to decorate in a very 
um, specific way that's uh, ironic or just, mm -hmm. but still can be bold or I can match the colors I want to in that room, but that's cool. not have bought the picture at Ikea or right. Target, you know? Yeah. So that's where I, I do enjoy painting, but it has to come to me. I have to, I have to really say there's something really intentional. I need to get it out. Let me do that. I've always wanted to be able to paint and I've tried several times throughout my life. My grandmother can paint and she's tried to help me along the way and it's, it's never. So I really admire that talent because I do not have it. I just, I can't make anything look real. I can't even draw. I mean, it's. I have, I have a lot of trouble. I'm not saying I'm good at it. I'm yeah. just saying that sometimes Still, you can execute it. If it's good enough for you to be able to hang it in a room in your house and, you know. I think it's to get the point across, right? Like, yeah. it's almost like the tweet. Like, it doesn't have to be a perfect tweet. It doesn't have to be great writing. But if it kind of gets a point across, even if it doesn't, if it, if a lot of people don't understand what you're saying, that's okay. It kind of mm. made me laugh. Maybe my sister laughed. And really, <laughs> that's enough for me. Yeah, that's good. I, that's pretty cool. So, I love asking this question and seeing what pops up as an answer especially when they're unusual responses that I'm not familiar with. What in the world is yacht rock when it comes to your favorite musical genre? Oh my. What am I missing out on? Yacht rock? Apparently a whole lot. It's, right? it's the best form of music. I just, I don't even want to explain it to you. It's just the best of 80s. I mean, so my favorite oh, song no. in the world is Africa by Toto. Okay. But there's just, it's, That's considered yacht rock? Yeah, that'll come up a lot of times. It's considered yacht rock, but it's, it's that, it's, but it's a lot more like, I don't even want to explain it. I think okay. you just have to. I should just go to Spotify, yeah. type, in, type yacht in Yacht Rock, and then see and what comes up. And it's all of the perfect, just, you know, uh, you're you're on the beach, you're hanging out, you know, all the, it's, it's just the best. Instrumental movie soundtracks, what's your favorite? <gasps> I don't. You have to choose. Uh, yeah, see, I'm so bad at picking favorites. And I don't, I'm also really not good at paying attention to what I'm listening to. Oh, okay. Or It's the same thing with Yacht Rock, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know a lot of the, the artists I don't know a lot of the song titles I don't know the movies they come from I don't know but um, uh, you know obviously it's the whole John Williams uh, facet of of movie soundtracks it's just beautiful I just love it yeah yeah I, I'm not a big fan of instrumentals but the first night soundtrack mm -hmm. that was that was my staple when I was studying in college mm -hmm. so it's just I don't know what it is, but I was able to concentrate. That's it. Because if it's got lyrics and stuff, then I'm singing instead of studying. Yep. So it's it's I a can, great way to yeah not distract you from what you're doing, but really put you in some sort of a concentration mode. There you go. Yeah. A favorite app, obviously Twitter. You're great with tweets and making a a good point. So Thank um, you. <laughs> definitely uh, worth mentioning there, uh, Kate Hyde NY. You're gonna have to at least keep that handle through this. Podcast I think I'm going to keep it forever. Keep it? I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm still a New Yorker. Yeah, okay. You know, I, gotcha. I don't tell people. But you don't have it. the accent, thankfully. What do you mean? This accent? Keith, what are you talking about? Do oh, no. you want to take this out with some coffee after this and okay. we'll discuss it? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I stand corrected? No, I, I don't have it. I can do it. Yeah. But yeah, luckily, didn't pick that up. So yeah, you don't have the accent, <laughs> but you can call on it if you need it. There you right. go. Okay. So um, voice recorder, another app you'd like. Uh, yeah. I enjoy that as well for taking notes and stuff like that. You it's know. the best. Right? It's any thought that's on your, because a lot of times it's like, oh, I should write. Well, sometimes you're not really, you, you lose a lot of thoughts when you write. If you just talk, I mean, that app is really. It's hopeful. Totally. So I asked a question here. Uh, if you could keep uh, only five possessions, what would they be? One of them is a passport. Yes. I mean, in the, in the age of COVID. 
Right. <laughs> Is that even useful anymore? It's, you know, I'm, I'll hang on to it hoping that one day that'll be useful again. I mean, I just still use it for everything, every form of ID I ever need, but passport's a start, then I can get anywhere, and with that, I can do anything. In theory, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've had a passport since 2018. I have not left the country. I've never left the country in my life, actually. <laughs> and sure was looking forward to doing some things, and now, who knows, right? Who knows? Who knows? What else would you keep? That's the thing, is that it's really hard for me to identify. I'm so... See, some of these questions, though, that I ask... I would. How hypocritical is this? I wouldn't be able to answer him. Right. Like yeah. five possessions. Yeah. I don't know, Keith. What the heck? Yeah, you're pawning it off to everyone right. else. Right, right. I'm putting y'all on the but, spot. But it really, I mean, because because I think about it, it's like, what are the staples to leave the house? Uh, you know, I'm always, it's more like I'm always in either like a turtleneck or some sort of a of a dress. I'm always in heels. I know right now it's I'm in a dress and and flats, but normally <laughs> it's like it's like what would I keep? A passport, heels, turtleneck, <laughs> uh, you know, and lipstick and I'm good. You know, I don't I don't really know what possession cuz obviously that doesn't include the living creatures like Okay, I was like about Maisie. to say Maisie and no, no. Gingrich well, she's not getting a possession. The okay, yeah, that's she's true. my best friend. Okay. I don't count her. All right, all right. In that case, it's you know my mom, my dad, my sister, my cat. <laughs> there, yeah, <laughs> it's all yeah. people in my life. That's right. That's perfect. Fit there, yeah. Um, I love this. What's the most scared you've ever been, man? I can relate. It was a uh, bus ride from Pennsylvania to New York City. Mm-hmm. Was it a specific bus ride or just generally speaking? Oh my gosh, it was a specific bus ride. It, it, this was the, was it speed like was uh, were they filming a movie it was the ultimate of the bad bus rides that I used to take so I went to Penn State and the best form of transportation between Penn State which you know wasn't in a city so it's not like you could take the train from Philly you had to get to Philly to take the train back to New York so there was this bus that was out of Chinatown that I don't think exists anymore I think they were finally shut down just after I was there if I'm not mistaken they might have rebranded I don't know Mm. but there was a Chinatown bus and I would take it to go home on just random times I want to go back and forth even in the summer and whatnot and it was always bad but it was a big bus you know like a Greyhound style bus and then and it was it was fine and there were funny people on it but it was only like a dollar sometimes you could literally get it for a dollar five dollars it was it was it was unbelievable oh no so I would just take advantage of it all the time and then slowly it went from the big bus to a smaller bus and then a just a van and th- it was so weird my friends would take it too and there was this one van that had like blood all over the ceiling we oh. were always wondering what that was from and one time i almost missed it and i hopped he just opened the back of the van door like the back hatch and i hopped in there jumped over everyone's bags and just like wedged myself in the back row van it was like a minivan right. it was so obscure but there was one time it was in the small bus form it was one of the last times i took it and it got, I was leaving Pennsylvania. It was in the summer. I was just going to see my friends. I was going back to New York. And it was the, the, the bus, I took the latest bus I could that day. Cause I was like, I want to hang out as long as I can. So it was like a 10 PM bus. And then they push Uh-oh. it back to midnight. And then oh, they push no. it back to 2 AM. And you're sitting in the bus station this no, whole time? No, I'm getting alerts. Thank God it was the time that you could get alerts. Okay. But then, I did, and there wasn't even bus stations, Keith. It was, which part of the street, like we're just standing in front of this store today, that's where we'll pick you up. There were like corners and stores you'd be in front of. It was Wait, really how obscure. How often did you take this bus and why did you continue to take it after you saw blood on the ceiling? 
because it was the best way to get to and from. It the really be- was. Okay, this is this is this is how bad the Northeast is. <laughs> it was the best way. I mean, look, there's only one way to get there, and there's I mean, sure, there's dry. It's dried blood, Keith. It's not like it was wet. Yeah, it wasn't didn't, fresh. Didn't see it happen. You know, it wasn't my blood. <laughs> there's no evidence. Who knows? Uh-huh. But um. Wow. So yeah. so. So then, this one that was at two a.m. It finally left. Whatever. Super late. On the bus, and it's crazy summer rain in Pennsylvania. Oh, you like the smell at least. I it smelled lovely until <laughs> oh, no. we were, you know, flying down the road, middle of the night, super dark, can't see anything. The driver's getting really nervous. And I'm like, that's not good when the person in charge is, you know, kind of starting to lose his mind. And my phone's dying in the back. So I go, oh no, there's really only so much. What, I, I'm going to be stranded here. But this driver's going down the street, not really slowing down, down the highway, in this crazy rain. He's so nervous, he's so freaked out. At one point he stops the bus, gets out and throws up, and then gets back in and keeps going. And it was just, we were sliding, I could tell he didn't know how to control this bus. It was just mayhem. And I remember really, truly being scared of, you know, there was, there's elements. I really like plane rides because, you know, yeah, you could crash, but you really have no control. You've made that decision to be there. There was something weird about this bus ride that I just was like, <gasps> I just feel like, like, do I have control of the situation? Do What year I? was this? Oh my gosh. Uh, 2009, maybe. Okay. I'm just yeah. trying to figure out, you know, it wasn't obviously... COVID related era, no, you know, no. like vomiting on the side of the road and getting back in the van. No, he was just nervous and freaked out. And there was a few other things that were happening. It was just a really bizarre ride, but it was really scary. It was only a dollar, Keith. That's it was yeah, a dollar. You can't, you you can't for it. beat that. I definitely don't take those dollar bus rides anymore. <sighs> anywhere. <laughs> We'll get back to our conversation with Kate Hyde in just a moment. First, let me tell you about a lady named Anne. Anne was in a bad car accident. She suffered severe back injuries, constantly used prescription drugs, uh, pain meds, just to function. She relied on yoga for rehab. She had more than a dozen surgeries. This is phenomenal. But that back pain, it kept getting worse, and she had to stop the yoga. Her back was going from bad to worse. Then she tried Dr. Monroe's pain cream, and within a week, she was back to a light yoga class. Within a month, she was doing full-time yoga, and within three months, she was teaching her own class and off the prescriptions. Wow. You can get your life back to the pain-free way it used to be as well. And right now, when you order at DrMonroe'sCBD.com, you're going to feel better knowing that you've helped an abused child find relief because 20% of your purchase is going to go to the Child Help Organization. Help yourself Help a child, Dr. Monroe's CBD.com. That's Dr. Monroe's CBD.com. You mentioned going to Penn State. What did you major in there? I started with graphic design and then I switched to communications about halfway through. I knew See, you were in this business. It's, you know what though? It was liberal arts, it was communication arts and sciences, uh-huh. which was really the study of, um, you know, humans interacting. It was really just a way to get a degree from Penn State. I was really, I loved graphic design and I still do it to this day when I need to, but you know, that that program, it was a great program. I got into it, it was super competitive, got me into the school, Yeah. but then it was the sort of, I loved all the people I was in the class with, but it was the sort of group and class and structure that they were like, 
we're going to just control every aspect of your life because we can. And we're going to see if you Isn't really have what it takes because we just want to see if you're willing to be here until 3 a.m. every night. And it's like, that's totally cool. But my passion didn't go that far. I was like, <laughs> I could just go in my dorm room, be on my computer and get the job done. You know, so so I just wanted to to I, I loved it, but I, I wasn't having fun with it. So I went that route and it was really public speaking is what I went into is to oh. put it short. But OK, do you do a lot of that public no. speaking? No course not i mean what am i where am i publicly speaking i mean i guess i'm in front Hello? of a microphone you're, right you're now you're doing it right now so maybe okay <laughs> millions of people could <laughs> potentially hear this you know so no, uh, it's true it's true <laughs> i always i always i do that a lot where everyone's like oh you're you're a writer no i'm not a writer and they're like oh, you've been writing places for 10 years when are you going to admit like maybe you're right i'm like okay you know what huh. you got me it's that's the same funny. thing that's cool but all right well um your perfect food and my perfect food are identical. Pizza is the perfect food. No question. Let's be honest. I've heard someone's, someone describe it as uh, it's got all the food groups, right? I mean, think about it. It's got the dairy, the breads, you know, grains, right? It's got meat, vegetables. I guess you could have fruit if you want to throw pineapple well, on it. Well, tomato is counted so, as a fruit, see, right? Thank you. Tomato paste. Yeah. Yep. So we got that covered. Yeah. It is literally the perfect food. But, I mean, that's the running joke in this building is that... Every day I'm in the kitchen heating up a Totino's or bringing in leftover pizza. It's just it's just easy to multitask with pizza. Exactly. See? It's the best comfort food. Yeah. And I, I make myself like pretend like I've had a rougher day than I have just to justify like mm-hmm. I'm just going to order a whole pizza. And I always I'm not a, the sort of person who gets a slice of pizza. Like I I'm committing to the whole pizza. Okay. But it's usually about like 12 inches. It's okay. not a super big one, but I'm always eating the entire pie. So I grew up in the South, mm-hmm. not known for pizza. Okay. I moved to New York and then New Yorkers, I swear they, they worship the pizza mm-hmm. that is sold there. Are you like that? I mean. Oh, no. She is. No, no. But no, I, that's I, cool. just, I like, I, but that's the thing. I'm not a pizza snob. I'll eat any sort of pizza. Yeah. Well, the same here. Yeah. So there was this one pizza place in the Port Authority for the bus when you catch that. And I had some time uh, on occasion and I would stop by this place. But, you know, if that was the representation of New York pizza, I mean, it's just greasy and, and, and I would stop at other places and try it. And I just never found like the greatest New York pizza. Now, this, mm-hmm. this is where irony alert comes in. So I move here from New York and I find this pizza place way outside of town you know out past the suburbs i'm serious and i even dragged Stu out there once i was like try this man tell me this isn't just this is they label it as new york pizza and the guys that run the place are brothers from new york and they've got you know yankees stuff on the wall and all sorts of memorabilia from the big apple and it's out in the middle of nowhere And it took me moving away from New York City to find New York-style pizza that was very yummy. But, I don't know, some some New Yorkers... And I'm not. I'm not talking about you. You can, or but am I? No, I'm not. They one of look those. at their yeah. pizza like it's like it. It should be bronzed and worshipped on the mantle or something. Well, it's the same thing with you guys and your barbecue, isn't okay, it? Okay, that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. Because Brooklyn obviously also has the best barbecue. That's just a fact, and you guys keep trying to. Wow, I've, we are in uncharted waters here <laughs> on at the mic. Apparently, Brooklyn is the best place for barbecue. I thought you heard that news. Don't you work in the news industry? Uh-huh. Brooklyn has the best barbecue. Yeah. 
I look forward to that hot take on Twitter <laughs> at some point from you because no. Everyone says it. Everyone agrees. Oh, okay. Everyone. Everyone. Wow. Okay. I'll... Except Texas. Except Texas. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> biggest turning point in your life was 2019. Uh, how so? Man, that was just a year of so many things happening all at once and coming together and falling apart and just, Uh-oh. just no, not, I, I, I would argue, you know, not in a bad way. Great things happened, but it, it was just huge shakeups. And because of everything that happened in that year, it was, it was from day one to the end. It was so in your interesting life. in my life. Yeah. But again, this isn't a complaint. This isn't, mm-hmm. there was tragedy. There was, it was none of that. It was just a roller coaster of things that happened that I would have never thought were happening um, that led me to the reason the question was the most transformative. Was that it? Uh, biggest turning point in your life. Biggest and, turning and, point. and a lot of people will write. Yeah. When um, my dad told me blah, blah, blah. Or when I became a father or blah, blah, blah. And yours was 2019. So yeah. you're saying from start to finish, that was just a wild year for you. huh? Yeah, it was a year. The turning point in that was I turned 30. Um, and it really had nothing to do with it other than everything I had going on. It was um, it was the year that I learned. It was like all the lessons that I knew to be true, but I'd never felt them to be true, all came into place. That was actually the year I just wasn't on Twitter for months. Mm. Um, wasn't a big deal. I just cut off from the world. I cut off from Twitter, the news. I just said I want nothing to do with it. A few days later, um, I hopped on a plane by myself and went over to Europe. It was the year that I stopped worrying about what am I supposed to do? What do, what do, what will people think? Am I allowed to do this? It was, I stopped asking permission mm. and I learned so much about what life really was and what's important and just taking on the world for yourself that I just, it, it was a total turning point because my whole experience since then Again, it didn't really take anything. I didn't have, you know, it wasn't the death of my parents or anything like that. It was just life was happening Mm. and I had to navigate it. And I came out the other side and was just like, that was the biggest turning point in my life up until now. You know, I might have children one day. That might be another big turning point. But, But what happened, the way that I learned to deal with the world in 2019 got me ready to have a, a kid down the, the line, you know? That's it, great. Yeah, it was just really, I took on I took on the world in a totally different way. So let me ask you this. You took off for Europe. Yeah. Did you plan it at all? Or is this like, in other words, did you just say, ah, wing it, I'll figure it out as I go along? Or did you actually stop for a moment and like make a plan? And if so, where all did you go? And how long were you gone? So my plan was planned basically four days out. I, you know, within a week of leaving, that was when I Are said I'm going. Are you a big planner generally? No, no. Okay. So this isn't like. No. Okay. So it's not, not that out of character, I should say. Right. Okay. Um, but I always, I, I wanted to go back. So I have family over in Sweden. And back in 2009, my mom and my sisters and I, we all went over for two family reunions on two sides of the family. Was this before or after that bus ride? Oh, my gosh. Um, You know what? I mean, it was, you almost didn't make it, did you? It was just <laughs> after. That's really funny you ask. Yeah, it was, just, I rem- it was the same exact era that okay, summer. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, and so we, we went over there and obviously I just loved it. And it was just magic. I mean, talk about the smell of rain. The smell of rain over there is like no other. It's just mm. everything about being there just felt really magical. It felt like home. I just loved it. And it was so fun to, to you know, see everyone, meet all these people in my family. That's cool. See where my great grandma grew up. So that was in 2009. And I always said, I want to go back. 
I can't imagine not going back within 10 years. I can't imagine it. I can't imagine it. I can't imagine it. And then I never had anyone to go with me and I never had a reason to go. I always thought I had to have a reason. I always thought I had to have someone to go with. Well, it's crazy to think I could ever just go. <laughs> and because of all the things that were happening at the time in 2019, um, I just said, all I want to do is just go to Europe. And I realized like, oh my God, nothing is stopping me. There's not, why do I feel like I can't? So That's I just cool. by myself booked a flight, went over to Sweden um, again. And, but I had also, I had just done, it, it wasn't really a tour group, but it was like private tours, basically just this like group that was like, we're going to send you from here to here to here to here. I was like, perfect. Sounds great. I don't care. Mm -hmm. It basically was just like an itinerary that got me started. And then I stayed in Sweden at the end for a bit longer. Um, but so I, I did that and it was, so I started in Denmark. I went to Norway. And again, I was shut off from the world. I didn't care what was going on in the news. I said, I'm, I'm just living. This I'm is a myself. dream trip right here. It, you know? it, it was. And it, I, there was no reason for me to have not done it sooner other than obviously the universe all made it happen right then to make it perfect. But it was so crazy because I was going from Norway to Sweden and on the flight from Norway, I realized that it was 10 years to the day that I had flown to Sweden before. How wild. And I was like, that is to not have planned that, to not have thought it. But I looked at the, the calendar. I was just like, oh my gosh. And it was, it, the, the entire trip was like that. My entire year was like that. When I stopped trying to control or be worried about what was happening and I just said, let's just, let's rearrange how we look at the world. Let's let it happen. Let's take control of our own lives. And then I did that trip. It was the best experience. I was like a new person that I just said, I want to go again. And two weeks later, I was <laughs> off to the UK for a month. And then I went back to Sweden. I did, I was just going. Wow. And I was so glad that I did that because that was 2019. Right. And then 2020, you know, mm -hmm. obviously put a little damper on that. Yeah. Oh man, that's really cool. That sounds like a fun trip. So what's your favorite European country then, Sweden? It, uh, yeah, I think Sweden. Um, okay. But I mean, I fell in love with Copenhagen. I would recommend that to anyone. I, I had no expectations. I just showed up there and that was, uh, anyone should, if you have a chance to go to Copenhagen. Can you, can, how many languages do you speak? Uh, only English. So, so it's not difficult getting around though for an English speaking? No, or? no. Um, are they cool or do they look at you like, oh crap, it's another American It doesn't bother to learn our language? No, they're cool. They're oh, cool. Because I know a little bit of Swedish only because I have friends over there that I've been trying to get me to, you know, help speak to them better. But, um, mm -hmm. but over there, it's really everywhere over there. It's, it's kind of sad, but they really... They all know English. Mm. It's really not hard. It's, it's us. Yeah. We're the problem. Yeah, we're the annoying ones. <laughs> okay. Tell us about meeting Dennis Rodman. Okay, so I didn't meet Dennis Rodman. Okay, so... But that was another question of celebrity. So, hold on a second. Right? Yeah, so here's the question. Okay. Cross paths with any famous people or celebrities, and you said Dennis Rodman while talking about Dennis Rodman. Yeah. I apologize. I misunderstood your response there. What, what do you mean? What, what happened So, there? because, like, I find celebrity interactions to be, you know, whatever. You can meet someone. You can hang out. Whatever. It's no big deal. But, but just Dennis Rodman is so identifiable. <laughs> and Dennis Rodman's always been such a, a funny person that I've just, like, had in the back of my mind all the time. I make jokes about him. He just cracks me up. Oh, no. And... Um, there was one day, it was like maybe 15 years ago now, but I was driving in the car with my sister in Florida. I was visiting her and we were driving down this one little back road and she was telling me about how she's like, yeah, um, one of our friends lived there, a family friend. And 
she was like, yeah, he's, he says that he sees Dennis Rodman at this um, sushi place all the time. Like, he's always here. And I was like, oh, that's fun. You know, she's just kind of giving me a little tour of these back roads. <laughs> and we're driving through. And as she's pointing out the, the Japanese restaurant, there's someone who's trying to jaywalk right in front of us. And we stopped the car. And it's Dennis Rodman. And it's just, he's just like, thanks. Let him cross right in front of our car to go into this sushi <laughs> shop. And we're like, wow, he really does go there all the time. That is awesome. But it was just one of those experiences that there was no denying who so it was. So you didn't stop to get a picture no, or an autograph or anything no, like that? No. You, you knew who it was. I mean, oh, he's, he stands out more than anyone on the planet. Totally. And, uh, Jong-un's best friend. How could you miss right, him? That's true. <laughs> it was, what, 15 years ago? You probably didn't have like a... A smartphone, a camera at the ready to to start. I mean, we might have, but again, I I'm so much like I don't I don't. I'm I don't, that way too. I, I think uh, I know what you're trying to say. Correct me if I'm wrong. Putting words in your mouth here, but it's like I don't know. I'm just not a big celebrity. Like they're people. They're people. Yeah. Thank you. And I I'm not gonna go up to somebody for an autograph. I might take a picture of them, you know, just to say, hey, look, look who I saw here. But. I'm not going to go out and chase down a celebrity or right. or, or um, try to have an experience, force one, you know, whatever. Right. But, yeah. They're, they're people. I mean, there's circumstances that I know it excites people. And obviously, if they're doing like a meet and greet and, you know, people go. Well, then they're asking for it. Exactly. Then right. they're really they're like, please take a picture with me. <laughs> you know, like William Shatner is just selling himself all the time at these events. Fifty dollars for a picture with me. Like, really? Oh my God. Yeah. It's man. See, it's, I I. I have talked about it on Pat's show before. Before autographs from sports celebrities became a big business, mm-hmm. I remember there was this little baseball card show in my hometown of Marietta, Georgia, there in Metro Atlanta, and uh, Mickey Mantle was signing autographs, Willie Mays, and I always forget the third, Duke Snyder, and they're upstairs, and like nobody is up there in line. I don't even think it cost extra. I think it was like maybe ten bucks to get into the building. And and I remember just quickly going downstairs and like, oh my gosh, and like buying a baseball from a vendor or something to go and get signed and a Mickey Mantle card and all this stuff. But it was such a, um, I, I was just stunned how we've gone from legends sitting upstairs at a civic center in Metro Atlanta where nobody is up there to, you know, it cost however many dollars to get a signature from a, a, an athlete today. Mm-hmm. It's just it's night and day. Right. I, I don't know how I got off on that tangent. I'm just, uh, anyway, and uh, right after I just got done saying, I mean, I'm not really into celebrities <laughs> and collecting stuff. No, and but whatever. Some, things, some things are cool, yeah. right? Because it's, again, it's, it's history in a way yeah. that it depends who it is and what's going on. But it is cool if you have someone's old guitar, if they signed it, you yeah. know, I mean, it's, yep. it's, a, it's special. Yeah. Then it becomes a possession that you keep one of your five. Right. <laughs> you bring it full circle. Speaking of history. George Washington is who you would like to go back and meet. What would you ask him? What's the first thing you would ask George Washington? Well, here's the reason why I really want to meet George Washington is because through all the people in history, I mean, there's obviously there's so many cool people in history. There's so many cool people now that live among us that it would be great to meet and talk to. But, um, but George Washington, I just feel like, it's such a simple idea. I know so much about him just by nature. I mean, right. this is still the greatest country after all these years. You know, I, I just want to. How angry would the founding fathers be at our nation today, though? Um, I mean, there's a lot of things, obviously, that they'd be angry about, yeah. you know. But I just, I just wonder, would they be more overwhelmed with how cool we have advanced and 
say, military might or technological advances or how we're so interconnected with the entire planet? Or would they instead be upset by fill in the blank, a social issue of the day? You know, like I wonder, I wonder how they would view politics uh, today, because as bad as they are today, mm-hmm. I mean, they're look, always look, bad. Right, I was going to say, look at the election of 1800. Right. I mean, so they, they, they've they've been on that side of it, too. So I just wonder what their overall take would be of American society today. I mean, it's hard to say and it's hard to paint them all with the same yeah, brush. Every individual would be different. They even warred on how sure. to start this country. Thomas right? Jefferson, you know, would be angry. Right. But but it's, it's nuanced from there, sure. Yeah. But, <laughs> but see, that's why I kind of want to, I, I feel like instead of them, you know, we could be like, oh my God, I just got taxed 7% for this pack of gum. George Washington would be so angry. You know what I mean? Like, you could say that. But you could also, like, I want to show up to George Washington and be like, what you have done, what everyone, like, this is how far we've come. I kind of want to tell him, to yeah, be honest. That's it's good. not about me. I don't want to ask him questions. I want to tell him, look what has become of what you started. Yeah. And you are everywhere. So I want to talk to you and let you know everything's named after you. We have statues everywhere. I have your little face. It's on all of our, you know, like, I mm-hmm. want to tell him that. Yeah. And I also, I would love, part of it is I, I hope that I get to go back in this, you know, theory. Mm-hmm. I hope that I get to go back with technology. Like I would love to go right. back at least with a cell phone in my pocket and just go look at this. Cuz you they they didn't have anything like that. And just I just want them to see the future just as cool as it would be f- for us to go back to the past. I would love someone from the future coming back and be like, look at this, look at the legacy of what you guys sure. don't even know you're starting right no, that's now. That's true. That's you know? that's a good point. Yeah. And I've 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 made the argument that if Ben Franklin was on Twitter, he would be an animal. You know how awesome he would be on Twitter? Oh yes. Totally. And then TJ would just be rant threads. They'd all be animals. There'd yeah. be some that never tweeted. There'd be, it'd be the same <laughs> thing as now, you know? But it'd be That's interesting. Awesome. No, I like that. I like that. But speaking of Thomas Jefferson, you want to build your own Monticello, right? Yeah. What do you mean? Because <laughs> if, if when I read this answer from you, mm-hmm. I thought... Oh, she wants like the cool little clock with the, you know, the weights and stuff that go into the floorboard or I don't know. I don't want to answer it for you, but I just his house, that house is just one invention after another. I love it. Is that kind of what you're talking about? So it's not it's not anything that he has there. And it's really not only Monticello. Right. I love the idea of building exactly what you want and making it your own little museum, making it the perfect most beautiful place that you want to be and just that to me is to build your own little like escape escape but also i mean that's so cool now because everyone goes and sees it and it's you know it's Mm -hmm. with the people buried there and all that like i just i just dream of you know i don't want to really buy a house in you know that's packed in with other houses um you know anywhere i don't want i just want that like escape and just everything in there has a meaning everything is thought out everything is curated like efficiency no sure yeah where everything has a purpose and you've designed this to fit you but when i say even a purpose it doesn't have to be like this 
has to be here because it has a function. It doesn't always have to have a function, but there's so many things that I feel like I cherish in life that maybe I don't feel like are are on display as well as they should be and, you know, moving around. And it's like just to me, it's more making um, a nucleus for like everything in your life making a central place and that's not to say possessions are important or where you live and it has to be beautiful this that it's just the, to really when i look at that place in terms of him it's just the nucleus of everything in his world and i love that to that just at the core it's it's built on with you know, it's there, it's love, and then it's built out, and it's everything that he wants. Does so it, it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be just Monticello. I just put it there as does, the, Okay, the but does Kate's Monticello need to be up on a hill, like his house? Personally, yeah. yeah. I, I always like being high. What? Not in that right? way at all. Right? I mean, who's <laughs> no. with me? Up no. high. Uh, uh, elevation. Elevation. About that one. High uh, but let's bring this full circle. The, the, the day I learned that I will never be able to paint, I was trying to paint... Monticello. Oh. And it's just like, it should be easy. It's a hill. It's this building that's, you can do this. Yeah, but no, it's so, but that again is so uh, identifiable and you can't really get abstract with it. You know, that you're going to paint it and you're never going to be satisfied with it because if it's not perfect. Yeah, I should paint stuff. Like from your brain, so no one can 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 critique it. it or it. yeah, That's what I do. right. This you don't is have to good. Look at what's in front of you. I have wasted <laughs> forty five years of my life trying to paint what I'm seeing out in front of me instead of just what's in my head. You have to see what's in your head. I and could put have it made out. millions of dollars trying to be the next. Salvador Dali. No, uh, that's some creepy art. I don't. I know. I know a lot of people love the Salvador Dali Everyone stuff. Everyone has their I own style. I can't hang that in my house. It's mm. weird. Anyway, that's just me. What's in your Amazon cart right now? Oh my gosh, I I don't think anything because I never let anything sit in there. I go buy, go buy. I've, go I've buy. heard that before. Yeah, but you do buy cat food on Amazon. I do buy cat food. Yeah, it's easy, especially now because I'm always just getting it sent to my parents. Uh, does Maisie get the fancy feast or she gets um? It's called. It's very fitting for my BFF. It's called BFF cat food. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. All right. Now. But you buy you buy shoes on Amazon sometimes. Yeah, it's risky, right? Um, it can be, but just seems annoying having to ship them back when they don't fit or something like that. Yeah, but uh, sometimes I mean, the shoes like the latest pair of shoes I'm actually buying. I bought them on there before, and they worked so well okay. that I'm buying yeah. a second pair. You no, know, say no more. I That's got really why. Yeah, because yeah, once you find something that works, you just stick with it. Yeah, I feel you. Okay, cool. Um, Kate Hyde. NY on social media just and Twitter, Twitter. Just, just Twitter. Yeah. That's that's all I do. I mean, I can't. These people that have like all these accounts, I don't know. I, I just, I mean, kudos to them, but I could not I just, handle being all over the place. No, me either. I almost want to get rid of Twitter sometimes just to have no, no nucleus on the internet, if you will, no Monticello of the web. Monticello. But right now, that's my Twitter page, so I keep it up. Monticello <laughs> of the web. Kate Hyde NY. Anything else that we've missed or we need to go over here? I don't think so. You're good? Okay. Hi to Carrie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, Kate Hyde, thanks for stopping in here on your uh, visit to Dallas. We're at the mic. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I had a good time chatting with Kate, and I appreciate you joining us for this week's conversation. Hey, if you know anybody who may want relaxing conversations during this hectic time, I hope that you will share the atthemikeshow.com website with them. Give them that link. Point them in the direction of 
your favorite conversations that we've had over the past year and a half that we've spent together here. Uh, I hope you'll do that uh, and help the podcast to grow. Next week, I'm going to sit down with Pastor David Larley, who hails originally from Canada. So naturally, we had to discuss curling and maple syrup and the role that that plays, maple syrup, in his barbecue. Yes. And no, he did not bring me samples. I'm still a little bitter about that. I'm not going to lie. Anyway, if, if you want to make yourself hungry, head over to his website, smokedmaple.net, ahead of next week's conversation, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Until then, please go be free, and thank you for listening. This has been At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. Head to atthemicshow.com for archived episodes, sponsor information, and ways to connect. Hey, did you know there's At The Mic Show merchandise now? Yeah, and it's currently at a big discount for a limited time. Head to atthemicshow.com, look for the shop button at the top of the page, or make it easier on yourself and head to atthemicshop.com. Enter in code FIRSTTIMEBUY at checkout, and you're going to get $5 off and free shipping on orders over $55. That's offer code FIRSTTIMEBUY at atthemicshop.com.